Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your humble host, Ralph Nudy. Coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP in Gurney, Illinois. Broadcasting from Kenosha, Wisconsin to the Canary Islands and all across the world. Simulcast via our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Also on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudy. That's Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudy. It's been an interesting week, and we have decided to produce our show a little differently this week in order to comply with the stay-home requirements as well as people's health concerns. So we have a couple of interviews coming up with a local restaurant owner as well as with uh, Betsy Eight and a few of the members of her band, The Well-Known Strangers. So we're going to get to that right away. Stick with me, and we'll ride this out together. I know what it's like to feel broken and ashamed It's something I've been through So I want your love, baby Is it because we all work in the same But you heard of and felt the fly together Sky's the limit, baby, don't you feel pain Once again, and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I am your host, Ralph Newton. We have definitely entered into an era of uncertainty, and during this era of uncertainty, the way that everything has been done in our lives has either halted or has changed, even the way in which we are producing this show. For example, this segment is being produced at my private studio and being brought to the station so that we have less people sharing the same space and sharing germs while we follow the stay-at-home initiative. But is that stay-at-home initiative the best plan for us? There are definitely several theories out there. It's my belief that until we know for sure that staying at home isn't the best plan for action, that we do comply. But while we are doing so, it's also important to question whether or not all the orders that are being given by the executives of each state are in fact in the best interest of public health and in the best interest of all the citizens of this country. Our country was built on discourse. Our country was built on questioning authority and our country was built on different people with diverse backgrounds and processes of thought coming together to find the truth. We don't always find the truth but we do end up finding a better truth than most countries around since the beginning of human existence. Earlier this week, I questioned whether or not this lockdown was a necessary step, and you would have thought that I was questioning the existence of God or People on both sides of the argument have some very closely held and deeply embedded beliefs in this. And it appears that two schools of thought, that two ways of blaming this epidemic or this pandemic have emerged. Either you blame the Chinese or you blame Donald Trump. 
I think this is an important thing for all of us as American. Higher media out there wants us to adopt either one side of this argument or the other. It's also important to question who benefits based on which side of this argument that you believe. If you believe that blaming Donald Trump for this pandemic and what's going on in this country is the right choice, and most of America at large does that, then in fact, Donald Trump will not win re-election. It's that simple. Who benefits from this? Well, first and foremost, the Chinese benefit from this. Donald Trump, whether you like him or dislike him, is the only person who has ran for president and been elected president that has pointed out the dangers of the United States economy being completely beholden to the Chinese. We also know that China lied to us in January, saying that the coronavirus was not contagious from human to human transmission. That was reported by the World Health Organization via Twitter on January 18th, and it can be verified. And we have to wonder why the Chinese government would lie to us. The Chinese government would certainly benefit by Trump no longer being president and the United States of America no longer seeking to balance the imbalanced trade agreement or trade relationship that has been going on between our countries for the past 40 plus years. Who else would benefit by believing that this is Donald Trump's fault? Clearly the Democratic Party. This is an election year, and we were amidst the top of the greatest economy that we've had in my entire lifetime and in most living people's entire lifetime. It's very hard to beat an incumbent president in a good economy. I believe it was the political advisor to the Clinton campaign back in the 1990s that used the term, it's the economy stupid, to beat George Bush Sr. in 1992. So the Democratic Party would definitely benefit by blaming Donald Trump. Who else would benefit? The media would benefit because the media has been so biased against President Trump since his election, whether you're looking at CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, that this would help them complete their narrative, help the president lose, and would vindicate and give credibility to a media that is sorely seeking it after being busted time and time again for being one-sided, being biased, and being untruthful. Last but not least, certain CEOs in corporate America would benefit. Those that have been profiteering off of cheap labor in China and exploiting the American consumer. On the other side of this argument is if you blame China. Now, if the majority of America blames China for the coronavirus and the pandemic that's sweeping the world, well, then it would stand to reason that Donald Trump would probably most likely win re-election. After all, he's the only president in modern history that has warned against China and warned against the dangerous trade relationship that has been going on between the United States and China. Who else would win? I believe you would win. I believe I would win. I believe the American public would win if we as a country wake up and realize that what's going on in the United States of America right now today, the reason that you're staying home, the reason that people are dying, is a culmination of many faults, one of which is China for lying to the entire world about how contagious this disease was. But it's not just as simple as blaming Donald Trump and blaming China.
we as the United States of America and the citizens of the United States of America have to blame ourselves. We have benefited from cheap goods and we have lived lives with our heads in the sand, not really paying attention to what's going on as jobs have been sucked out of our country and as our country has become more and more dependent on other countries to supply us the things we need and it's become more and more short-term in our thinking. The majority of Americans, the majority of American companies, and the majority of the entire healthcare did not anticipate a pandemic such as this. Had they done so, large conglomerate companies would have warehoused maybe a year or longer worth of professional protection equipment, masks, gowns, caps, shoes, protective foot coverings, the pharmaceutical industry would have stockpiled larger amounts of pharmaceuticals here in our country and have made sure that not all of our supply chain was completely outsourced. We would have at least a, a good portion of our supply chain domesticated so that we could continue operations. Ladies and gentlemen, I look at this as an opportunity. Yes, we are faced with a global pandemic and yes, people are going to die, but the numbers aren't as bleak as the media would have you believe. We're not going to end up losing 10% of our country or even 1% of our country. We're going to lose one one thousandth of 1%. And while the numbers are going to look horrible in the present, when we look at this in the future, we're going to realize that this was an opportunity to save America and save the world from the stranglehold that the Chinese have on our economy and on our ability to protect ourselves in the midst of something that could kill people much more quickly or in the midst of war. We need to start demanding accountability from our politicians, regardless of what political party they belong to, because both have done dangerous things over the last 40 years in allowing our entire industry to be outsourced and our entire preparedness level to be at zero. So whether you blame Donald Trump or whether you blame China for the global pandemic that is gripping you today, we have to blame ourselves and we have to blame our government as a whole, both sides of the aisle and our corporate infrastructure and start looking at how we as citizens can take our country back and start demanding that we have a higher degree of both economic and national security. And that's that. In other news, the mayor of Houston, Texas, Sylvester Turner, has an interesting take on how to keep first responders and police officers safe during the global pandemic. Let's take a listen at what Mayor Turner has to say. For our police officers, the best way to help police officers, don't commit a crime, and then you won't need us, okay? So the best way to keep our police officers and first responders safe, you know, and let me just make my plea. Until the coronavirus is resolved, criminals take a break, okay? Stay home, okay? Stay home and don't commit any crimes. And that way, they'll stay safe and out of jail. And police officers will stay safe and can go home to their families, okay? So everybody chill. Crooks, criminals, you chill. Wait till the coronavirus is over, okay? And then we'll all be okay. All right, thank you all so very, very much. <laughs> Ha 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 
<laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All you need to do to keep law enforcement officers safe if you're a criminal is just chill. You can return to your criminal activity after the pandemic has ended. And that's it for national news. Locally, we're going to be talking to a local restaurateur, and she's going to be talking about the impact of this shutdown on local businesses and their employees. And on the line, we have the owner of Kenosha's uh, Tuscany Grill, uh, uh, Teresa Annie Robinson. Uh, thank you, Teresa, for calling in. How are you? Hey, Ralph. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. We're talking about the uh, impact of uh, local business on this, uh, this pandemic and this shutdown. And uh, there are many, many restaurant owners and small business owners that are, Im that are improvising and adapting and finding ways to continue to do business, at least on some level during this. And, and you are one of them. I know you were talking about your Easter specials on your website and that caught my attention. And I thought that I would uh, have you on the program to talk about how you're surviving uh, this overall situation and the things that you're doing to adapt to uh, to at least keep the ball rolling until this is over with. Well, yeah, sure, Ralph. Um, so I, as you know, I lived in Florida, so I've been through a lot of hurricanes. And there's nothing compared to what's going on here because it's uh, you know, worldwide. When when we heard the news that it's you know it started getting more serious. Basically, you know, I didn't really do many orders. Um, we pretty much did a basic, um, you know, like a family style uh, Italian comfort food menu um, that everybody could have. So we did some family style option, limited menu with 20% off of that. So offering discounts, you know, at a time like this, because obviously a lot of people are losing their jobs and getting laid off and hopefully getting called back to their jobs. Um, so we're doing that. We're also, you know, offering 50% off bottles of wine to take home and enjoy those meals. Um, another good thing that we have coming up is our uh, Bona Pasqua from Tuscany Bistro, um, our Easter meals. Um, so basically, let us cook for you, um, you know, because obviously a lot of the families aren't able to get together this Easter um, because of this coronavirus. Um, we're doing pre-orders and pay by April 8th. Uh, we're doing a couple different pickup times, Saturday the 11th from two to eight, Sunday, um, Easter Sunday morning from eight until 11. Uh, we're doing, you know, seven pound dressed hams, um, homemade lasagna meals, uh, roasted chicken meal, Italian beef. And we're also doing like a brunch option. Um, you know, you can, you can take it Saturday night, warm them up at the house. We're doing different tartatas and a traditional frittata with tuna cheese and mozzarella cheeses. It's like a half pan with sausage. You can choose with sausage, veggies, or supersaka. Um, to complete those Easter meals, we're doing a half pan of tiramisu's and cannolis by the, um, by the dozen. So just a little bit of something to, um, obviously we have to eat. And we obviously, we're yeah, we're doing what we, do we can. To to, and, and, and also, Italians need to eat well during times of crisis. <laughs> this is definitely, right, definitely. This Ito is definitely not going on here anymore. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat I'm your sure. pasta, fill up, and we can always get back to 
all the, you know, you know, obviously we, we do have some good options here, but um, Italian comfort foods, where it's at right now. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure it must be difficult on you and your staff to make this, this adjustment because obviously you're not able to keep as many people working as you would if you had a full dining room and a bar and everything else, but, but at least you're able to keep some food moving through your kitchen, keep your kitchen staff working and probably some people yes. those deliveries. Yeah, definitely. How are your, yeah. uh, how are your employees handling it? The ones that aren't able to work or the ones that aren't able to work as much, are they finding the resources that they need to get through this difficult time financially? Do you, do you believe? As, as I know so far, you know, obviously um, quite a few are collecting unemployment. Um, you know, I, as you know, in this industry, a lot of, a lot of people, um, they're, they're living paycheck to paycheck. So it's kind of very difficult for what they used to be making and what they're going to be getting. So, yeah, um, as far as other resources, they may, you know, help get government um, federal aid. Um, a really cool thing, uh, one of my favorite uh, chefs is Guy Fury. You know, we're, we're, they're offering with the Restaurant Association um, $500 to servers. I don't know if anybody has applied for it, but I'm just kind of giving them the resources. And then I had really um, a very small handful that stepped up, you know, to continue to let Tuscany run. Um, you know, they, they're here. I have maybe three or four of them that stepped up. Obviously, you have a lot of them that have kids, so they have to be home with their kids. And some have, you know, compromised immune systems, so I can't, you know, jeopardize their, their health for, for coming to work. So we just have a handful of people. How long and I have my family, my son and my husband, and we're all helping out. We can to survive it. How long do you think your average business owner could handle this before they would not be able to reopen their doors? I'm not, I'm not talking about your business in particular, but in general, how, mu how, much, how much of a tax, how much can you tax the American economy with, with, with shutting down before, before these businesses are not able to open back up? Do you think it's a month? Do you think it's two months? At what point do you think it becomes a, a hole that's so deep you can't get back out of it for, for most people in general? Yeah, Ralph, um, your guess is good as mine. Um, in God's hands because I don't, I really don't know. Um, you know, it could be a month. It could be um, May 30th. It could go into mid-June. I'm planning for mid-June. I think that's. To be honest I, with you. I think if you have a plan in place till mid-June, you're probably more prepared than most. Uh, and yep. I, I believe we've learned a lot about our country about how ill-prepared we are for crises such as this, and and I've this, and and, and most of us will. Uh, I would like to think that all the people that I know will, but we don't know for sure. But I believe that when we survive this, if if we are a smart nation, we will we will rethink how we're doing things in this country. We'll rethink the fact that our supply chain is completely outsourced. We'll rethink the fact that we didn't have enough protective uh, personal equipment on hand in this country in warehouses so that if something like this happened and we got cut off and it was, let's say, something more deadly than this, we, we, would, we would have been sitting ducks. 
So I, I right. think a lot of good can come of this crisis in the long run if we can get through this in a short enough period of time because we can strengthen not only our economy but our response to an emergency such as this. And, and, and I truly hope and pray that everybody starts thinking that way instead of pointing fingers across political aisles at each other and everything else realizes that, that this country is its own best friend and we, we can't count on other nations no matter who they are to be our sole supply chain in times of crisis and emergencies. And, and we especially can't when there are geopolitical enemies. Yep, I, I totally agree with that. We, um, I, I hope everybody has learned a valuable lesson with this. Um, you know, it's, it was, it's, it's huge. This hasn't happened since 100 years ago. So this is, a, this is something that will be going down in history. This is something for my kids children to, growing to up right this, now. Our children right now will be telling their great grandchildren about this someday. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, and definitely, and I hope they don't the, they don't forget the about it. The only time it happened, and and not the first of many. Hopefully, it'll be this mm -hmm. happened one time, and this was the, this was the time that America. This was our Pearl Harbor moment, I think, in, in in the area of health pandemics. Really making sure that we are prepared and that we are leading the world against anything like this in the future. Right, I agree. Well, I'm glad that you are improvising, and I'm looking forward to having your uh, your Easter dinner at, at my household. Of course, a lot of people can't visit their parents and grandparents. Uh, I've been wearing protective equipment when I go to visit my father to bring him the things that he needs because he's you know he's one of those people that's in those areas where you know age wise and and health profile wise he could be very susceptible, and I'm sure you have family members like that as well. So, uh, yep. thank you for my mom, your mom, yeah. my father. What you're doing is valuable yep. to the community. It really is. And I want the community to remember businesses like yours that, that stuck it through during this tough time when times are, are good again. Ladies and gentlemen, Teresa Iani Robinson from, from Tuscany Bistro and Grill in Kenosha on I-94 and Highway 50. And Teresa, where can they call in their orders? Uh, what, what number? They can give us a call at 262-891-3272. Uh, if you don't get a response from there, you can also dial 262-221-3291. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, Teresa Iannia Robinson from Tuscany Bistro and Grill. Teresa, thank you for, uh, for calling in, and uh, I look forward to talking to you more when this crisis is over. You as well, Ralph, and you hang in there, and um, the rest of the community, we're going to get through this. Um, again, you know, one hand washes the other in this without community we cannot survive this. So with my customers and everybody else's customers, you know, we appreciate all of you and all of our um, healthcare takers, everybody that's in essential right now. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do and have a great night. Teresa Iani from Tuscany Bistro and Grill. That was an interview that we pre-taped a little bit earlier today, talking about the difficulties that local business owners are having keeping their businesses going during this time. Of course, many of them have had to just close down completely. So in addition to all of the health concerns, we have all the added stress on people of keeping their businesses going for themselves, for their families, for their employees, for their employees' families. So we hope that along the line here, we could keep them going by doing the little things like ordering out from them. Uh, there are several restaurants that you can see on the 262 Eats page, which is facebook.com 
forward slash C forward slash 262 Eats. Most of them have carryout specials. I'm sorry, that was YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash 262 Eats or just 262 Eats on Facebook. And uh, throughout the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going to be featuring some of these restaurants that are continuing to and uh, curbside pickup for their businesses during the pandemic. Get back after the break. We're going to be talking with uh, Betsy Aid and a couple of her band members in the well-known Strangers. So uh, stay tuned for this. This is not a drill. This is real. Get real. Get real with Ralph. You are listening to Get Real with Ralph. Get real with Ralph. On AM 1050, WLIP. And we're back in the studio here at AM 1050, WLIP at Gurney Mills Mall, where it is still a ghost town. There is nobody here. This place hasn't been open for weeks like much of the rest of the country, but we are doing our best to bring you valuable news, valuable information, and some energy. And with that, we're going to be playing our interview that we had earlier today with Betsy Aid, Joe Adamick, and Cameron Fair of the Well-Known Strangers. And uh, they were kind enough to uh, do a Zoom call with me when they realized that due to public as well as private health concerns, it would probably be a wiser idea to not all gather together in the same place. And with that, I'm going to try and get this thing playing. And uh, let's see where we are with that. All right. You know what I need? I need a little bit of those. Um, I need some Jeopardy music, Ray. That's what I need. So when stuff like this happens, I can just play some stuff like that. What do you think of that? Dude, super weak. had one on the show every single week that we've been here. I've been blessed to have some amazing musicians appear on this show, including my very first episode here, when a couple of days before, I bumped into Betsy Aid and the Well-Known Strangers at their first performance after Betsy Aid had come off a television show called The Voice. And they came onto the show, they played a ton of fantastic music, they gave of themselves, and we together that day launched what ended up becoming our first Songs of Freedom Music Festival, which is a music festival that we plan on doing every single year to help the victims of human trafficking. We have it scheduled for this year on August 15th. Whether or not we're going to be able to do that or not remains to be seen, as not only do we remain in a state of lockdown that will probably not last until then, but will last possibly into the early summer, but we also have to be mindful of the economic impact on the local businesses that we normally count on to help sponsor this great event. So while we're not sure whether or not that event is, is going to occur, we are going to continue in our combined commitment toward ending human trafficking, which has been a, a cause that, that this particular group and I have had in common. So we announced earlier this week that Betsy and the Well-Known Strangers would be returning to Get Real with Ralph on AM 1050 WLIP, but because of health concerns and stay-home orders amid the coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping our country, 
we decided to take a more cautious approach and have them appear via Zoom. Uh, I'm going to share my screen with uh, the, the online viewers here and uh, show you uh, a little bit about the genesis of us uh, getting together with Betsy. Give me just one moment here. And I'm going to. This is how Betsy A became known to most of the world, right here in this video, when she appeared on The Voice on NBC. Let's take a look at this beginning. Please be good, please be good, please be good. Come on, let's go. I'm 17, I started to starve myself. Thought that love was a kind of emptiness. Oh, boring. At least I understood then the hunger I felt. And I didn't have to call it loneliness. We all have a hunger. We all have a hunger. We all have a hunger. Now, one of the things about that performance that I absolutely love, and the reason that I wanted to bring this on today is even though this is the first time that maybe it's to you, uh, in, in the Kenosha area, you've been, you've been known for, for quite a while, Betsy. But what, what I loved more than anything about this video was the reaction on your parents' face and your son's face. And uh, this is a time when we're talking about community and family and being together and remembering what's important and to me, that's probably the most important moment there. And I just wanted to revisit that with you at this time when, when we're thinking about what's important uh, in our lives. So um, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, uh, and we're, I mean, that's pretty much all I hang out with nowadays is my parents, uh, my girlfriend and my son. And uh, even my friends that were there, they came out, uh, they just had a new baby, so they're kind of staying away from the rest of the world, as many people as possible. Um, but it is, it is important. It is, you know, it's what it's all about. It's the reason why, uh, you know, big reason why, why I went out there is to, is to make our lives a little better, get a little more notoriety. And I was really happy that they were able to, to, to be there for the moment. And, um, it all came down, all the preparation came down to that one second of a chair turn where it made it all worth it. And uh, 
you know, you have your family and friends that uh, ride along with you through thick and thin. And um, it was just, it was a magical moment. So it, it, it certainly was a magical moment for you and your family. And, it, and, and it's one that I'm sure uh, the people in your family even appreciate even more now that you're not able to go out and uh, perform which is what your passion is, but you always have that passion for family and, and you got to experience that together. Uh, now, we, we originally had scheduled for the three of you to come in and we we're gonna keep a really small group together and play and we would have been within the guidelines for the stay home order, media is considered an, an essential service and you would have been participating in that. And uh, so that would have been uh, absolutely fine by, by the rules. But uh, then we started taking a look at just making sure that all of us are, are, are making wiser health choices, personal health choices as well. And uh, I think that's important. Um, Joe, what, um, what do you find about your routine that you're doing uh, purposely or specifically to, uh, to help survive this? I, I'm, I'm curious, you and Cameron and Betsy, but I figured I'd do you seeing as how Betsy got the big grand entrance. <laughs> Well, this this isolation, you know, talking music, it gives a great opportunity to do some soul searching and put and put it to music. I've actually sent Betsy a couple like tidbits of songs that I'm working on. I know she's worked on some songs, so we talk a lot about in the past and in other interviews. We talk about how much music plays a just an important role in getting our feelings out. Uh, for ourselves not even for others just our, ourselves and then putting it to uh to recording for others so it, the isolation actually it actually gives me a lot of time to to work on becoming a better guitarist and and writing some music that's pretty cool uh so you have some songs that you put together already yeah i sent i've sent betsy a couple uh recordings that i i uh put down um, I have some other things that I'm working on. As I know, everyone in the band is probably doing the same thing. Sure, sure. I mean, you're just reflecting on your life. You're thinking about where we are right now. It's, it's a huge opportunity if we, if we take it as that. Right, right. Uh, Cameron, how are you leveraging the opportunity? Uh, I'm leveraging it pretty well. Um, I mean, I've been also working on a lot of music projects myself. Uh, virtually now and also with school because I'm in my last semester uh, for my bachelor's and uh, this has been a, a interesting test of our abilities to adapt to a, like a changed kind of lifestyle because um, we've been kind of doing everything our day-to-day -day lives differently but um, staying positive is part of that and um, so we I've been doing a lot of homework. I've been having a lot more free time. And um, I requested my absentee ballot. A lot of, lot of different things going on, but good good different things that I've been doing. Now, what are you pursuing your degree in? Uh, music performance for the cello and um, a certificate as well, a design and fabrication certificate. Are you gonna fabricate and design cellos? Hopefully. <laughs> and. Uh, Betsy, back to you. You've got to just be going out of your mind because I know that your life's blood is is performing. How are you? Uh, how are you staying sane during this? Well, I'm trying to move a lot. We're finally kind of getting in a routine. You know, Talon is 11. He's in sixth grade. 
Um, the teachers have been great with trying to keep uh, keep contact with their students. So, you know, we get up, we cook, um, we kind of lounge around for a little bit, and then we get going. Uh, exercise, we do some sort of learning. Uh, we're reading a book together, and uh, we cook again, and you know, watch a little more TV and go to sleep. <laughs> we try to do some virtual hangouts, just like this kind of situation with some of our friends. Um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. But, you know, I've been doing some stuff that I've, I've wanted to around the house and, you know, cooking is a busy, busy work kind of situation. So that's kind of what I've been doing. But I have been uh, writing as well, working on some songs that Joe sent me um i actually wrote a, a song a while ago that i'm kind of you know cutting the fat off of i posted that one a little bit i'm learning a few new covers which people seem to enjoy um but i think covers are an important part of any good group's repertoire in their, in their lifeblood and I, I think not enough either too much emphasis is placed on them because a band is a cover band which that's just what they're trying to do. But I think when, when you start going off on your own doing your originals, you almost de-emphasize it to the point that there's some stuff you're passionate about that, that you, you almost forget to cover. So mm -hmm. some, some of the greatest songs I've ever heard were covers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you, know, you could play around with the arrangement and it, you don't have to always play it the way that it was written, which is, you know, kind of cool, but you go all the way back to New York, New York didn't belong to Frank Sinatra. Oh, really? And my favorite cover, um, A Little Help From My Friends, belonged to the Beatles, but Joe Cocker owned that song once mm -hmm. he did it. He made that famous. He, he made it famous. He did it in such a different way. Um, your Billie Eilish cover, I am not to take anything away from Billie Eilish. She's, she's amazingly gifted and talented, but you have a different spin on it. You, you, wow. you made it your own, your, your hunger cover. So uh, covers are, are good because People get introduced to a new band when they hear four songs they've never heard before. It's great for them to get a fifth one in that they can kind of compare in their frame of reference, especially well, non-musicians, because they have less of a frame of reference. They don't really understand song construction, but they understand when they hear a song that they know and is a good song being done well. And I right. think that it can help draw people in that wouldn't have been friends to begin with. So uh, you know, I, yeah. really, I really applaud you for, for keeping covers in, because I think that it's... Um, you have to put ego aside almost as, as a, when you start to become really good at what you do, which is songwriting. And you guys are fantastic at that. Well, uh, so you. Uh, do you want to tell it, you want to give us a reveal of uh, what those covers are? The, the covers that we do? That you're working on, the new ones that you're working on. Oh, well, I, I mean, personally, I put out uh, Always On My Mind from uh, Willie Nelson. Um, you know, there's a Halsey song that I put out there. Uh, but our, the new covers that we're really excited and we only had a, a handful of opportunities to play them live, uh, with the band is the chain from Fleetwood Mac. And um, I've been, well, I've been wondering when you're going to do a Fleetwood Mac cover. Sorry, oh, but it, it is so, it is like, I don't know why we haven't done it earlier. It's, it just feels so right. And we got all of the important parts of that song and they're featured and when we perform it live, our fans just adore that song. That's the perfect song for your band because there's so many instrumental pieces in it. Yeah, and you know, Britney kicks butt on the, um, on the, the vocals and 
you know, that everybody just really performs it very well. So we're, we're proud of that one. And then what's the new, what's the other one? Gosh, it's been so long since we've performed. What was the other one that we just, we the newer one. We just learned, um, this is real news sports live and local get real yeah. oh it's a it's a haim song yeah 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 the wire the wire yeah oh beautiful they they're just a fantastic uh trio they they've they've been around for a while and you know they've been in you know they're at that top level but you know not super uber famous but yeah that's that's the few that we've done so far you know what would be kind of cool because of the age range of your band, because you go from very, very young to not as young, nobody's old. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if each of you picked a cover from your genre when you were growing up and threw it into one set together and told people that that's what you were doing and just pick whatever you want, I would be really curious to see what Cameron would throw in and what Brittany would throw in compared to what Joe would throw in. Yeah. Uh, or uh, That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, like I, I have this, I have this real drive to play the world I know by Collective Soul because it's got a nice cello part in there, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it'd be different for us to play because it's just a. We said when you were growing up, not when your kids were growing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, and also, uh, like Eleanor Rigby was a huge influence on when we started this band, bringing the cello in. Oh. To yeah, in on that would be really cool. Yep, yeah, that would be great. That's John's era. So <laughs> yes, of course, of course it is. We knew what you meant, John. <laughs> yeah, and, and and even though he doesn't play, Vic gets a pick too, doesn't he? Oh, then we're going back to Bill Haley and the Comets. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was thinking, what a wonderful world. Yeah, <laughs> Lawrence Welk. That's what I was talking about. Well, you know Vic's going to kill you for that one. <laughs> Cam likes a lot of the trap music, too. Like, he's – that's some yeah. of your side projects, right? You got some – Cameron wants yeah. to do a marshmallow cover, don't you, Cameron? Well, marshmallow's cool. But, uh, yeah, I listen to, I don't know, like, artists uh, – one of my favorites, Seven Lions. But I don't know if we can play, like, melodic dubstep type things. Maybe we can do an acoustic cover, though. Sure, why not? That's the fun part of it, just being able to put your own own spin on it. I mean, people want to hear it as close to that as possible, but sometimes artists just want to, they feel something, they want to throw a groove on it and or yep. spin on it. I've got some ideas. If we do get to do the festival this year, and if we don't, we're going to do it next year. It doesn't matter. But if, if we get to do the festival this year, I have some ideas. I'm going to drop on you off air because I'm not going to quit you on the spot there for that. Uh, but I do want to dig into some of your new music that you've put out. And uh, Joe, you sent me the, uh, the link to some of your uh, two of your new tunes on your new EP that uh, I'm going to put out there. And uh, one of them is Awake. Awaken. Awaken. And so... Let me, uh, I think I got my screen share and you're probably not looking at anything much right now except for this, this Google Drive, but I'm going to go ahead and play this for our, for our audience here and then we can talk about it after the fact. And uh, here, let me see, we'll put this one more time, is Awaken. 
Beautiful song. Vic sent that to me, I think right after you recorded it or right after you got done uh, mixing it. When was that? Maybe was that late fall or winter? Oh, end, end of the year last year. End of the year. And I thought to myself when I heard that, that that is probably the most radio friendly song that you guys have put out yet. And you've done a lot of stuff with the, that one there needs to get in the right sets of hands. I don't know if you've gotten any radio play from it yet, but you can you could play that on two different categories of radio stations and, and it would get plenty of play if uh, if it got in the right hands and people just started giving it some rotations for sure. Thank you. That's a great compliment. We love that one. We, we, you should have seen us when we first actually performed it at practice because, you know, you get into the studio and we have this song and you play it and you record it and it turns out to be uh, a whole different animal, what a, not what you went in the studio with. 
And so we, of course, you have to start practicing and practicing it. And we nailed it uh, after, I don't know, we practiced it for a couple couple days or a couple weeks, or we had a few practices and then we finally nailed it. And it just felt really good. It felt amazing. Yeah, Cam, Cam brought that one up. He uh, had that riff. That's how all these, some of these songs start. Just, just riffs. And yeah. we were up north, and um, like we once a year, we try to go up north and just rent a house and hang out together for an entire weekend. And Cam brought that one out, and we all started to throw thoughts and ideas. But that initial, that initial idea and melody and everything that Cam came up with that riff stayed true, and it was it was exciting for all of us. Yeah, I'm very curious to hear about this up north trip. I think that's such a such an important thing. I, you know, I mean that not, not in a funny way. Oh, no, it's great. It's if it's just, it must take a big commitment for all of you to leave your significant others and your families and go spend uh, that kind of time together. But I imagine it's probably very valuable and very important to the creative process. Yeah, um, it is a great time. It's a just a weekend away. We go up there in mind with like four or five songs or ideas that we want to work on. But every time we end up going up there, we end up spinning off a few other ones as well. And it's just a great time to, to bond. Uh, this last time was great because Cam was still relatively new. So it was his first time up there with us. Uh, it is, I mean, we all bring food. We decide who's making breakfast one day and who's doing dinner and uh, lunch, et cetera. But it, it is, it is a, it's an awesome time. Who makes the best breakfast out of the band? Everybody brings their own talents as far as cooking, I think. We all, well, that's uh, why I started with one meal, because I figured that everybody's <laughs> got a different meal that they specialize in. So I'll say this, pretty don't, be shy, don't be shy, Joel. Tell us who makes the best breakfast. Well, I just know Vic puts his all into try everything that he does. So when he, whatever, to prepare, uh, he ends up going overboard and, uh, and undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. There was one one meal he made that Joe like there. He got a chicken breast or what? What was it? Well, you so know. he made like uh, um, breaded chicken breast, almost like I don't know if it was chicken parmesan, but it was breaded chicken breast. Flatten. No, this is a couple of years ago. Yeah, this, this yeah. is before you, but this was everybody, I think 90, I think 99% of them turned out perfectly cooked. I just grabbed one and I'm chewing it. I'm like, wow, I got a real chewy piece and I'm just eating this thing away. And then I look <laughs> at it and it's, it's raw. <laughs> Still it plucking. That one that was laying on the side of the pan, you know, didn't really yeah. fit in the middle of it. <laughs> it didn't get up and fly away or anything, did it? No, and uh, yeah, the next day I could tell something wasn't quite right. So, and who's the master of the grill out of all of you? There's got to be somebody who's better on the grill than everybody else. And we're going to find out who's better on the grill after we get back from the top of the hour break. We have um, quite, a, quite a bit more material from our interview with Betsy Aid and uh, the well known strangers uh, and the lively conversation that we had with Betsy and Joe Adamick and. Um, Boy, my mind is just slipping today. Uh, sorry about that, Cameron. Uh, and uh, the, the three of them were just uh, a lively bunch of people to talk to. 
and uh, we were able to actually get it inter- get the interview recorded and edited for the same day. We did this about an hour ago, and uh, when we come back, we're going to find out if there is a best on the grill uh, out of the well-known strangers and how the rest of their little retreat went. Thank you for tuning in. And we're back on the air, AM 1050 WLIP. Also on our YouTube channel at GetRealWithRalph.com or you can check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Ralph Nudie. And uh, we are in the middle of our interview with Betsy Aid and two of the well-known strangers, that's Joe Adamick and Cameron Fair. And uh, we're going to go back to the interview that we pre-taped a little bit earlier today where we're going to find out who among the well-known strangers is the master of the grill, if any of them, at the uh, well-known strangers retreat. And uh, with that, we're going to go right back to it. I don't know that we cooked on the grill. Did we cook on the grill? Uh, we didn't have a grill. We cooked inside. It was like... Uh, can I play tambourine next year? That way you can see who's got the grilling skills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we did the first time either. I think we... Everything's been cooked inside every time we've done something. Yeah. But you uh go yeah, out to a lake and you don't even cook outside. <laughs> now we go in well, both times, at least the last two times were winter. And we, while that doesn't matter necessarily to cook on a grill, we just gotcha. real comfortable to sit in and record. It's a lot less motivating to cook outside when it's winter and you're the only one going out there and none of your friends want to go out there and freeze their their, their butts off with you. So <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. I mean, I do cook out sometimes in the winter, but it's lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great if we if we actually um, brought the recording studio to our up north practice or up north time and literally came out of there with a recorded song that could be you know put to a um, to an editing process afterwards. We haven't really done that yet. It's all been just let's work on things. But as Betsy said perfectly, you end up spending a lot of time on a song, you bring it to the studio, and it changes. I mean, it yeah. completely changes. Our producer is amazing, and we get real creative in the studio. So it's a well, it's maybe a, um, maybe there would be a market for creating a studio at a retreat location in the North Woods of Wisconsin on a lake. You are more than welcome to experiment with that the next time we go up there. Absolutely. So if Absolutely. you so want to have that in your life, that would be really fun. I We've been doing more recording here in the green room, and I hope you guys get a chance to come in here and check it out. Last week, we had our best sound quality out of the three weeks because the, the first two weeks, we just used this USB microphone and played into it acoustically, kind of like you did when you came to the radio station. But we've since gotten a, a decent soundboard with a USB export. And so now what we're able to do is mix everybody in that soundboard and at the new station in Gurney, I was excited about you guys coming today, but we can actually feed the soundboard directly into the radio station's board. So instead of just playing on the radio station's mics, we're going we're gonna to have some more capabilities now, more similar to what we did in Studio East, I guess you could say, but just inside the actual AM studio. Excellent. Yeah, it's awesome. That's it should awesome. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, you, got, you got another song on this album that I want to share with our audience here. So I'm going to go ahead and hit this share button again. And so you can't actually see it, but let's get out there and find it. And this one is also off the Awaken album. 
if I can get to it. And uh, that is uh, light up my summer, seeing as how we're talking about lake houses. And I wanted to go ahead and play this. So here we here go. That was Betsy and the Well-Known Strangers, and we are going to get back to them and uh, find out more about their Up North Retreat and their music writing and just about everything else you want to know about them uh, after this break. With Ralph, with Betsy Aid and the Well-Known Strangers, and we just got done hearing before we went into the break their song off of their uh, new EP, Pathway. The song is Light Up My Summer. That's a really upbeat song, and I think we needed some upbeat music today, so I, I really wanted to get that out there. Uh, which one of you, which one of you came up with that one, or is that one of your joint? What is that one of your joint efforts where somebody plays a riff and you just kind of put it together? Yeah, I think that was that was actually when we were talking about the getaway. 
the last getaway where Cameron came and uh, he was kind of new to the band. That was something I was playing with on the ukulele and one song that started from absolutely nothing. Um, one day when we were up there, I, you know, presented it to the band and and it turned into and turned into that. So that was something that a beautiful thing that came out of you know going away with each other and you know that that came out of nowhere. So um, Nancy, it definitely had your your signature on it. Yeah. <laughs> There, there, there's a certain, I'll bet if we got together and, and I did a little bit of homework and I've done this with a couple of other artists that I've had on now that have released albums, I could probably break down which ones are ones that you, you were the genesis of those songs and put them on a list and you'd be surprised how accurate I was. Oh, really? Oh, I'd like to see that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a hey, cool man. thing. But it, it, it's, got this, like, it's got this like Betsy-esque, lighthearted excitement about it that... Uh, you know, like I can tell which ones I can tell which ones. Joe has some deeper songs, I think. Sometimes, darker. <laughs> yeah, Joe's <laughs> definitely here. It, it, it's a good combination, definitely, to have those 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 different flavors in there. But that that definitely has your your flair. It's well, uh, that really we appreciate that because that speaks to uh, how how hard you're listening, and we we really appreciate uh, you know serious uh listeners uh you know not just fans of well i knew little to nothing about your music the first time you came on the show but i've always been a music i wouldn't call myself a music critic because i don't really critique i i'm more of a music enthusiast i guess you could say but i there's something very cool about listening to the music of people you know personally yeah it, it, you know you, you can identify with the song a little bit faster or identify with music faster and it's 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 this might be odd or or, uh, or or different, but my my children who I drive to school or was driving to school every morning, can probably name ten different artists that have appeared on our show, because I I get in I get into a groove with music with people that are on the show and I'll play it a lot, That's and uh, they'll know now they'll they'll hear a certain music and they'll know which artist it is, so uh, that it, it's a cool thing. And what I really stumbled upon, and I always knew we had good music here in southeastern Wisconsin, but I didn't realize how good of music we have and how many talented artists that we have here in this area. It really is. And I feel like one of you is going to pop nationally. And when you do, the, I don't know if they're going to call it the Kenosha Sound, or the, I don't know what it's going to be called, but this area has this it's fertile ground that if if one artist pops i think a bunch of others will this is what has always happened in the music industry is an area will get hot for producing good artists and it's only a matter of time before one of you does and it doesn't really matter which one when one pops i think a bunch of others will follow suit because the the industry executives aren't they're lazy once they find a town they'll just keep going back to that town and they'll find out who's there but you have to get them there first Yeah. And, and there's a ton of talent here. And once they start showing up and listening, uh, there, there's a bunch of you that are really going to get some, not that you don't already have some national notoriety, but I mean, I mean, superstar right. status, like what happened with Seattle in the nineties or, or what happened with Memphis during Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis Presley. You know, if you think about it, it, it always happens. These groups kind of travel in packs. They play together. They come up with good music. One of them gets discovered and they all get discovered. And it's not even necessarily the same genre. But by, by any stretch of the imagination, what do you think of that theory? What's that? I said, what do you think of the theory? 
I think I would love to see that happen. I mean, there's there's so many hardworking musicians around here. Uh, Kenosha Racine area. I've, I mean, Joe and I have been in the business for 20 some years. And so we've met a, a ton of people and they, they are just on the grind. They got yes. good hearts. They, you know, they donate their time a lot. Um, I think that there's a, a growing amount of people that are valuing themselves enough to um, get paid for it, which, you know, we're, we're trying to do that a little more where you can't sustain yourself as a musician, especially in a place where you don't really have access to a lot of, um, you know, people who could put you on the national stage. You Correct. just have to, you just have to put yourself out there as much as possible. Um, but I think that's something that is working in our benefits since I've come back from LA is, you know, people are willing to pay a little more. And um, I, I, every, the, the only re like the, there's one thing that like that I go for when we play a new venue or a new uh, festival or whatever is to be asked back. And if we're asked back, then that we've done our job. And so I think Absolutely. that to keep that in mind. But yeah, there's a there's a ton of musicians who deserve all of the fame. Um, you know. Certainly, certainly. And you're you're at the forefront of that. Your 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 entire band is. And it's it's always exciting to hear to hear you guys play and it's even more exciting to see your successes. And from last year to this year, I know your your amount of bookings went up exponentially, you know, you were really flying high and now this has got to feel a little bit like a kick in the gut to you, just like it does to a lot of artists out there. How is this affecting, uh, how's this affecting you as a group from a commercial standpoint or from a, uh, from a monetary standpoint, because you, you are all trying to play music for, for a living. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely devastating. It's terrible. I think, you know, Joe, Joe works really closely with Vic and unfortunately Vic couldn't be here today, but um, he does, Vic is our tour manager and, you know, we've had so many different things. Up, uh, This was going to be a huge year for us, a huge spring and a huge summer. Um, so I think Joe, you can speak to all of that, what we've been, what we're going to be missing out on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... I guess the the biggest thing that we were looking forward to was a potential tour in Scotland for the Tyree Festival in July. Uh, there was a lot of work that Olaf, who's huge in Racine, Kenosha, southeastern Wisconsin, as well as overseas, he's uh, traveled a lot with the Red Hot Chili Pipers, and he uh, he did a lot of work with Vic on getting us into the Tyree Festival in Scotland, and we were ready to put out a GoFundMe-type um, campaign and try to raise some extra funds for that, but... Scaryvore was the other band he was working with. Scaryvore was really a, a driver behind that. I know they were instrumental in creating that uh, festival, and we were able to play with them on stage at McCullough's Pub in Racine, and... Uh, we all took a liking to each other and it, it just opened up some doors. So it, it's like Betsy said, we had a huge, huge year planned, including four EPs this year, which I hope we can at least do three. 
and then a tour of Scotland, as well as a lot of other shows that we had lined up, just, just a bunch of really cool things, as well as some house concerts. And I, I think you're going to see a massive, uh, I, I would imagine a massive uh, wave of people just wanting to get out and hear music once all this ends. So it should be, a, it should ramp up pretty quick. And we want be a huge opportunity when when this crisis comes to an end and it depends on how quickly it ends of course but i i've i've been telling my my clients in the real estate business and i've i've even mentioned here on air on the air that we had such a strong economy when this happened thank goodness because we have some some solid fundamentals to come back on but it's like the, this this artificial shutdown that has happened because of this medical problem and it is a real pandemic is as if the government because it's had to because of the pandemic is pulling down on the economy like it's pulling down on a rubber band or pulling back on a bow mm -hmm. and now the question is are we going to be able to release that rubber band before it breaks and if we are we're going to be in really good shape but if on a, on the medical end we find ourselves having to pull down in order to stop loss of human life to the point that that rubber band breaks then we're going to be in a free fall and I, I think that nobody really knows which is which of the two is going to happen. And uh, you know, we just we just have to we, we all have to do our best, like we're doing right now, to cooperate with what's going on. Now, I, I question a lot of what's going on, but I'm, I'm questioning it while following it. And I think it's healthy for us to question what's going on and, and question our leaders, but not in the confrontational way that we become accustomed to. But instead, say, hey, do we really need to do this, or can we do that? And, and try and get the, the, the grown-ups who are supposed to be in charge of the room to start talking to each other that way as well, because if they don't, it's all of us that ends up paying the price. And that goes for every single leader in our country right now on every single side of every single political spectrum. We have to stop thinking about this in any sort of political lens and start looking at this from the lens of how can we all just get through this together stronger as a community, as a country, and as a world. And then everybody can go back to whatever it is they, that they, they wanted to do agenda-wise after the fact, but we have to get through this first. There's yeah. a there's a, there's a a key message here, not even getting political or anything in general. And I taught this to businesses and to in classes at, at colleges was that in general, and this applies very much for the music industry, we need to be proactive and not reactive because bands that are reactive to changes in the music scene may miss it versus being proactive and being prepared for things like this when it happens so that we uh we're not so devastated and um you know a lot of businesses in the world through the years have have collapsed or have been overcome by another business because of complacency and i just think it's really important that we be proactive and our band was looking to be very proactive this year and get out in front of our fans get new music out in front and just do all we could versus sitting back and just waiting for opportunities well the good news is you can still be proactive it's just how you're going to be proactive is going to change but the ability to adapt when when changes happen in the world and the ability to kind of have the foresight to see what's next, that's what makes anybody in, in their, in their craft, uh, yeah. ex, you know, excel when, when others are failing, whether it be a musician, a business person, an artist, uh, you know, any sort of content creator, it's, it's the ability to see what's next. 
And not only what's next just from a business standpoint in your case, but what's next from an artistic standpoint, because as a result of what we're going through, I truly believe that people's tastes, people's interests, and style is going to change along, right along with everything else because our national mood has forever changed and it's not going to go back to, uh, to, to where it was before. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think it's, it just supplies and just thinking ahead, preparing for things that are inevitable, change is inevitable. So prepare yourself for change and be ready for it and just be stronger that way. So I, it's a, it's a devastating time in the music industry. There's some creativity out there. There are people that are armed with the ability to, to record and get things out. And then people are taking advantage of the internet. And, um, and certainly, like I said earlier, the isolation has been, it's been a time for me to be able to sit down and write. And like I mentioned, I know everybody in the band's doing the same thing. Well, you guys are doing the best you can, just like everybody else. I want to be able to highlight some more of your music uh, before the show ends because uh, your music is fantastic. And when you, of course, played uh, Voices in Studio East, I think it was probably one of the one of the signature performances of all the over the past year. And so, with that for our audience, I want to uh, give them a chance to see you performing see or hear if it's on the radio uh your song voices as played in uh studio east and here it is Creatures, the feeders, the cowards. 
That's Betsy Eight and the Well-Known Strangers performing voices on at Studio East on uh, Get Real with Ralph. That was the Sunday before the, that was Betsy Eight and the Well-Known Strangers performing voices on, I believe it was the Sunday before the Songs of Freedom Music Festival last September at Studio East, uh, which was uh, one of the last performances, big performances at Studio East at the old WLIP, which is now uh, moved to the uh, Gurney Mills Mall, and uh, that was that was such a great performance. Um, Thanks, so. Definitely uh, one of the best there, and and of course that 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 festival, that amazing festival that happened uh, in the cold and in the rain, and yeah. motivated me to move it to August fifteenth of this year. <laughs> <laughs> People came though, they showed up. That was they so did, fun. And, and you absolutely brought it that night. Uh, you're, you're so full of energy that I felt like it was a sold out Wrigley Field standing behind me from the front row just by the energy that came from in front of me. Oh, and, uh, thank you. That was a fun night and it was definitely interesting organizing for the first time something that big and I plan on doing it again and again and again. And, and getting better at it. And uh, you made some really cool uh, uh, knit caps for that. I want to know where you go through to get those caps because they were like embroidered. Do you know who ordered those? Was um, they're so comfy. The um, the president of MAM. Why is my mind failing me? Candy, oh, Eisenhower? Uh, Candy Eisenhower had yeah. those done. Oh, yes. really? Yes, for real. That's that. I'll I'll reach out to her to see where she got those. I think she has some extras left, or I may have some extras left. Let me take a look. But uh, yeah, you came out wearing it. Yeah, we all were wearing the the caps, right? I think everybody. Yes. Yeah. Caps. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That was nice. That was a great event. We so, hope you do, you do that uh, um, every year for. As one long way or another, we're doing it again. If this year we have to scale it down, I still want to do it. Okay. Uh, for sure, but uh, I, you know, I have some ideas going along with that that we will have to definitely discuss. But I, I've got a brainstorm happening as to how we can cast more awareness on the subject of human trafficking. Uh, of course, they um, they're in high high demand right now. Human trafficking is happening even more in uh, some of these third world countries because we're our eyes off the ball everywhere because we're just trying to stay safe and stay healthy, which is. Uh, Obviously, priority number one, as they say on an airplane, you have to put your mask on before assisting others. You can't help anybody if you're not here. Right. So, yeah. you know, we, we have to get through this and we have to get through this stronger. But yeah, this is definitely something that, that I'm in for the long haul on. And I know that your, your band is as well. And it's one of the things I appreciate the most about all of you is how, how receptive you were that first time we spoke and how we just kind of rolled up our sleeves and, and jumped in together to, to, to do some, some good in the world. Yeah, yeah. With that, we are getting really low on time here, and I want to make sure that if you guys have anything else that you want to add, you do that and tell everybody where they can find your music. Uh, and then I definitely want to close out with uh, your come out and play because hopefully we can all come out and play very soon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, right now, like we said earlier, you know, we're working on some new music, and uh, like Joe had mentioned, we'll probably come out with another EP, at least one more EP. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, we just have to see. It's like it's a lot of waiting and 
waiting for things to open up and um, we're going to continue, you know, when we get to go ahead and everybody in the band feels safe enough to be around each other again, uh, you'll see a lot more momentum. We're going to try to pick up where we left off, um, but know that there's a lot of, of underground work going on still and um, we're meeting, you know, virtually or, you know, over the phone or whatever as much as we can and we're not going away. So <laughs> I don't know. That's, uh, we hope to see everybody very soon. We are missing everybody. Like we are itching to play, honestly. Like it's, it's a, it's a huge outlet for us emotionally and physically and, and spiritually. So we, 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 we are just as anxious. Um, well, we hope we are just as, as anxious to see our fans as our fans are, are to see us. So I, I, I'm, I'm sure they are. Your, your fans as well as, as 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 fans of music everywhere you're you're itching to play and i think the world is is already itching to uh to be played to again by those that they know and love and and, and especially uh especially your fans ladies and gentlemen that's uh betsy aid and the well-known strangers including uh uh guitarist joe Adamic and uh uh cellist cameron um ooh, hold on Fair. There, sorry, Cameron Fair. I was uh, was trying to uh, get my next song rolling at the same time. So Cameron Fair, Betsy Aid, and Joanna Mix from Betsy Aid, the well-known strangers. And with that, we are going to close out our show tonight with uh, Betsy's rendition of "Come Out and Play," and uh, hopefully, we are all able to uh, come out and play sometime very soon. I'm Ralph Nudie. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. And good night. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks for being. Thanks for being. Yeah, my pleasure. Sponsored by the Success Group at EXP Realty in Kenosha, Wisconsin, for all of your real estate needs. I'm gonna do a Billie Eilish um, cover called "Come Out and Play." All right, here it is: the one on the strangers and "Come Out and Play." Everything you've
And that was Betsy Aid and the well-known strangers as we wrapped up our interview with them on our show. And our, um looked like we had a little more time than we uh, originally anticipated. So I think I have Jim Salovich on the line. Jim, are you there? I got to make some sound effect noises here till I try and figure out what's going on with Jim. Jim, if you can... Um, if you can hear me in this video call, let me know. Give me a, give me some sort of sign of life. Or you can you can talk uh, into the video call that we're in. All right, we're gonna try this one more time. Let's take another shot at it. Yeah, what do we have? And. Oh, I think we got it. We're going to try this one more time. Let's take another got shot you. at it. I got you. How's it going? Hey, what's happening? Well, uh, I am experimenting with something new. I've never had a Facebook call go live on the um, oh, I think we got try this one more time. On the show before. I got you. How's it going? Hey, what's happening? Well, I am It looks like we got an echo here, so uh, give me... Oh, I think we got it. On the show before. That's how we can kill 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes of feedback. 15 min minutes of delayed feedback. It looks like we got an echo here, so uh, give me. Um, on the show before. That's how we can kill 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes of feedback. 15 min minutes of delayed feedback. It looks like we got an echo. Well, 
That didn't work out quite so well. We're going to try Jim from one more spot, so just hang tight with me while we get this figured out. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to play another Betsy Aid and the well-known Strangers song. Actually, we're going to we're going to take the uh, come out and play version from Studio East. So uh, with that, here it is. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to play another Betsy Aid and the well-known Strangers song. Actually, we're going to we're going to take the uh, come out and play version from Studio East. So uh, with that, here it is. And uh, in the meantime, we're going to play another Betsy Aid and the well-known Strangers song. Actually, we're going to we're going to take the uh, come out and play version from Studio East. So uh, with that, here it is.
And we are going to try and get Jim back on here. Let's see how this works. Yo. There you are, Jim. How are you? This is, the, this is the coolest thing ever. I, you're actually on the air on a face. Who would have thought we'd be able to do that? So now, now, that, I, now that I know that we can do that, that, that makes us a lot easier for communicating with people. We don't even have to give out a station number. Yeah. So uh, how you doing? And how you doing? Staying home? I know you. You must have ants in your pants. I can't. I, I missed you doing that one, buddy. What was that? I said, how are you doing with staying home? I know you must be getting restless over there. Actually, I said ants in your pants, but uh, you got to be getting yeah, restless. I get, yeah, I, I get. I get a little antsy, a little bit. Um, I. Uh, all in all, I'm uh, actually doing all right with it. I mean, you know, there's there are times that uh, an option. Uh, it, it's like, you know, I can't go anywhere anyways, really, so why uh, bother, you know? Why bother getting worked up over it? Because I can't go anywhere anyways. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 nobody can, and uh, that's the thing. Even here, you know, keeping this group smaller is, is better for all of our health. It just makes mm -hmm. It just makes sense uh, in, in, in the current climate, and, of course, I am uh, – I'm dealing with this board here and, and learning how to do a bunch of things by myself without you here and, and, and growing an appreciation for how you do your job. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, you're, you're doing a good job, Ralph. You're doing a good job. I, I trained you well. I trained you well. <laughs> you, you know, getting trained by you, I, I'm not sure if I'm getting trained by Obi-Wan or I'm getting trained by Yoda himself, but either way, I'll take it. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're getting trained. You're getting trained well, but Dan being there too, that helps out a lot too. Yeah, so yeah. Dan and we didn't quite have to bring him in, but uh, I went I went over to the uh, to the, the studio in Kenosha and uh, pre pre taped the interview with with Betsy and Joe and Cameron and tried mm -hmm. to edit it the best that I could before I got here. Boy, that's a uh, that, that's always a challenge. But but one of the beautiful things that's coming out of this is uh, learning how we can pre tape some more of these segments and and provide some some quality entertainment even when people can't make it in at the time that, that we need them here for this. So I'm pretty thankful for that as well. It's, uh, you know, they say right. that necessity is the mother of invention. And uh, right. once, once the invention comes, uh, you can do a lot more with it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's it, it's great. Uh, by the way, uh, the show is really good tonight. I've, uh, I've watched pretty much all of it. Um, and with the green room and the little backdrop and things as such, uh, and just the quality of it is very good. Very good, Ralph. Yeah. Heck, you know, you just do it from home. Well, we could, but you still have to you still have to operate the board. Somebody has to operate the board, so <laughs> Yeah, that has to be done. Yeah. Well, during this just trying times we're having right now, um, it's a blessing blessing that we're able to even do that. Yeah. 
yeah, absolutely. But uh, with, with, with modern technology, with Zoom, I think that uh, pretty soon I'll be able to do um, I'll be able to do Zoom interviews live during the uh, show here, and the people that are watching online on Facebook and YouTube will be able to uh, watch the live interview even with guests who are who are off site. So that's that's exciting to me because it means that we can bring more people and, and gives us a little more flexibility yeah. as, as a show. So that, that's right. a good I, thing you know, as well. I, yeah, I think too that it's going to make it more local as well. Yeah, um, and still have that local feel, absolutely, local flavor. absolutely. Drive, drive twenty minutes to get back to, to uh, feel like we're back in Kenosha. That's the best part. Right, right. I was thinking I, I I need to track down this mall security here at at, at Gertie Mills and see if I can borrow one of their segways and do kind of a uh, uh, hashtag Stay Home Mall Cop parody. What do you think of that? Paul Blart was it Paul Blart? Is that his name? Paul Blart. That's the uh, yeah, that, that's the name of the character that he plays. Absolutely. Kevin James. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how's your, hey, com how's you your comedy writing coming along? It's, it's going good. Can you see my face at all? Is this uh, my I, face on TV at all? Let me let me try and switch the video so I can see your face. Well, Let's that, see. You don't, you don't no, have to. I mean, all I have is a picture of, of you with your little stay home meme that you made. I have to be on speakerphone. Well, correct. Correct. You could take it off speaker and just talk to me normal. Okay, good. I can hear you now. Better. Oh, I can hear you. Um, how, how's that? Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, my comedy writing. Um, yeah, I've coming up with some really great ideas, and uh, I'm coming out with my own uh, line of, uh, of isolation wear. So uh, those folks at home looking for that perfect thing to wear, iffy. It's isolation fashions for you, I F F Y. So um, I'm coming. I'm coming out with a big line of that. Um, Please you know, tell me none of it is leather. Yep. Uh, so uh, you know, different types of sweatpants you can wear, with different types of matching tops. Um, it's ice and layer. It's 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 wear for you know when. Uh, I forgot what my motto. What's my motto again? I had I had a motto written down for it and things as such. If it it's, ain't made uh, out of leather, good. it ain't worth wearing. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's uh, looking good when nobody's looking. Ah, is uh, is our catchphrase, or when you want to look uh, your absolute best for nobody, um, and that is uh, the the iffy way, iffy fashion, iffy clothing. It's called iffy clothing. So, um, iffy iffy clothing. I I F F Y uh, is actually you know isolation fashions for you. So look for that line that's coming out. All right. So I've been kind of working on that a little bit. Good. Yeah, Good. Climbing, climbing the walls a little bit. Working on a couple ideas for screenplays and things as such. So you know, just like musicians who had on uh, with, with Betsy and, and, and Joe and Cameron uh, talking about uh, different uh, things they can, you know, the creative mind just goes, you know, and you start doing this. It's the same thing for for comics and writers and, and you know things as such. I mean, uh, here's the time. I'm really I'm really excited to see what type of art comes out of this whole darn thing. What type of music? What type of songs? What what type of you know? Not so much singing about the the, the uh, pandemic itself. No, but, but you know, but, I think how, people, how much people are getting people are getting getting in touch with with their with their feelings. They're getting in touch with you know the morality. Um, you know, and then there's going to be uh, uh, different types of uh, different types of sounds, different types of comedy, different types of, of writings, movies that'll be coming out. 
this is definitely a defining it's a defining moment of of this century for sure mm -hmm. and it's going to have as much of an impact on this century as the great depression or world war ii had on the last century or the vietnam war for that matter and every time you have right. every time you have a defining moment like that everything changes in the in the world of art everything changes in the world of fashion people's musical tastes mm -hmm. change people's taste in food change people's clothing and and uh, fashion preferences seem to change with the mood and i'm i'm very curious to see what this ushers in uh in that respect and uh yeah hopefully it's some upbeat stuff i think that that depends on how how the economy rebounds from this that's true. That's true, and, and and I think there's, I think there will be a beat. I really do. I I, I think there's, uh, I think uh, I, we have to, you know, we make jokes to feel comfortable with what we're going through, right? Of That's course. basically what, what what we do, and um, and you always got to stay positive, you know, even in the uh, trying times we're having right now, and and even you know, uh, the uncertainty of everything, of what's going on. Uh, it's real, and, and it's real, and, and um, but we have to be able to put aside some of our fears. Uh, we have to to look to uh, a better future. Um, and we have to we have to feel that, and we have to persevere, and, and and we just have to get through what we have to get through and be stronger. Well, it, it's my sincere hope that people become kinder to one another as a result of what we're all going through together as a society and a, a, as a, a gigantic community as well as, as our smaller communities. And when people become kinder to one another, and you talked about using humor to uh, diffuse a situation, along with that, I've, I'm hoping that the era of being professionally offended, uh, the era of, of demagoguing mm -hmm. every single issue and, and finding reasons to be offended just to score points. I'm hoping that that goes away, that people start to right. find humor I, I just, in, 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 in yeah. some of the darker things I, that are going on a, in life again, because it helps you, it helps you cope right. with it. Yep. You know, I, I'm hoping people find a little more humility, you know, and To deal with life on a different on a on a different level. Well, I uh, I'm with yeah. It's you know we're we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be interesting. We're we're just about done. I'm looking at the clock. Me, I'm, I'm not there, but I'm looking at the clock, buddy. I know we have like a minute left. Normal, yeah, nor, you, nor, normally you're minute. the one. Normally you're the one that's that's making sure that that I know I got a minute left, and you have no <laughs> idea. How much I appreciate just this couple of minutes with you, and it worked out by accident because I didn't mm -hmm. know I didn't know how to build the rest of the commercials into the board, so we had shorter breaks, and right. those, those shorter breaks threw me off a little bit. So I'll be picking your brain on that. But Jim, <laughs> thank you yeah, so buddy. much. I, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, whether you're here or whether you're not here, and I look forward to uh, doing some amazing things together. Uh, as we okay, go on with the show afterwards. So uh, with that, Jim, thanks a lot. Thank the rest Bye, of man, you for safe. tuning in. Bye, buddy. Bye. Goodbye. Well, I know it to be true. It's all right to say I love you because it's not enough of it in this world. It's okay. If you want to say 
And I promise I won't run away, you know.